So Oreo is teaming up with Pokemon to sell limited edition Oreos with Pokemon on them. Um, people trying to catch them all have been spending a lot of money on eBay. That said, um, what snack would Digimon team up with? Um, Matt, I want to start with you this week. That's a bad choice because I really don't know. Um, my first thought was fruit roll-ups, but like, I don't know. Fruit roll-ups, there's like every kind of fruit roll-up and there's every kind of fruit snack. So, um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, and Pringles has already taken by Rick and Morty. So, Ships Ahoy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Tabitha. Um, so in my head, Digimon is just like discount Pokemon. So I'm going to say great value Oreos. <laughs> you, you both have stolen both of my answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So how about this? Um, let's just be honest. Digimon never as popular as, uh, Pokemon. So I feel like Digimon would have to team up with, like, Triscuit. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Mmm. <laughs> let's get some garlic Parmesan Triscuits with... I don't, see, I don't even know a Digimon character's name. What I, about chicken and a biscuit? Was there, was there a chicken uh, Digimon? I think so. <laughs> I don't really remember, though, because, like we said... It was <laughs> Dollar General did. version of Pokemon, so... So maybe Dollar General would just team up with Digimon. The whole Dollar the General whole... franchise. <laughs> There'd be Digimon everywhere in Springfield. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Dollar General. There's one everywhere. Yeah. You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt... Tabitha, Lydia, and Pickett. All right, so we're how? All right, so for those at home who are wondering <laughs> why I just said how, um. So last Friday I had carpal tunnel surgery and I was talking off air about how I'm kind of like starting to get brave about like what I do with my hand. That sounded weird. Um, but um, anyway, like, so I wasn't even thinking about it and I just kind of clapped my hands kind of like I do like every week. You probably don't hear that, whatever. Um, and yeah, I clapped my hands right on the incision and that was not fun. That was not fun at all. So anyway. Um, oh, and also, I guess I probably should uh, mention, I'm going to apologize in advance um, if I stumble over my handwritten notes because the surgery was on the hand that I write with. So <laughs> my handwriting is already not good. It's like really not good right now. So, um, so let's start tonight. Uh, Matt. You've got some news about Netflix's to dumb event. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that it took me 
three days to realize why it was called to dumb. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I bet you felt really to dumb after that. Oh, I was really to dumb. Yeah, it was a whole moment. I'm like, oh, uh, I can't believe it took me this long to figure it out. Um, basically, Netflix held an online event. Um, it was a three-hour live stream that announced a whole bunch of trailers and series editions, like new seasons for series um, coming up. Um Something along the lines of 70 different series and 28 movies were either announced or additional seasons were like announced. Um, everything from a Stranger Things trailer, um, the Witcher premiere dates. Um, we're getting another season of Tiger King, which nobody really wants. Well, I guess everybody wants. But I don't know. Everybody but Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> um, the release date for the second season of Bridgerton. Um, there's going to be a Kanye West documentary. Sex Education is getting season four. Um, excuse me. Um, there's also a teaser look at the at the Sandman, which is the Neil Gaiman uh, comic. Uh, let's see what else are we getting? <sighs> Trailer for a career Korean horror series called Hellbound. Uh, that's coming out November 19th. Um, a trailer, an animated trailer for a animated series based on League of Legends that's coming uh, already November 6th. Um, Tiger King, like I said, that one we're getting November 17th. We got the, the opening sequence for the Cowboy Bebop show. Um, trailer for Zack Snyder's Army of Dead prequel. It just on and on and on. Just so, so many things. Like we could have done probably an entire show of trailer takedown just from everything that Netflix showed in this three hour event. So just, I don't know. If you haven't seen it, you know, go check it out. There's lists available online um, for all the release dates and everything that they, uh, that they covered in that event. So what is insane to me is you said it was what, like 70 some TV shows and like almost 30 movies. Yeah. Yeah. So they covered about a hundred properties in 180 minutes. That's insane Ooh. to me. I didn't even really think about that, but yeah, that's whew, wow. So much information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like how do you even, how do you even do that? Like, cause, and to be fair, like I didn't see any of the trailers that were released or anything like that. Um, but still like, I'm sure that some of them were like three, four minute trailers, you know, cause that's just how it is sometimes. But like, yeah, that's insane. That is insane. That is so much information. I hadn't really put it in that perspective. Wow. But yeah, I don't know. Is is Netflix doing too much right now? I mean, if they like kept screwing stuff up, I'd say yeah. But everything you said has been a hit. Yeah. Has been 
something people talk about uh, like they just like at this point like I'm sure there are things that Netflix is doing wrong and I just haven't come across them but every time I'm like I'm interested in that and I go to watch it on Netflix I'm impressed like I can't tell you a movie or a TV show that I've actually had interest in including their like documentary series that I've been like oh man that just wasn't very good nothing yeah. And I, I grant mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of Netflix, but like, it's it's real weird to me. <laughs> Nothing has been disappointing. I think part of it too is that they do such a wide breadth of things. Like, I know that last year, you know, like everybody and their dog watched Tiger King when it first came out. But we watched one episode and we're like, nope, this is just a train wreck. This is too much of a train wreck. And we turned it off. But at the same time, we have watched Stranger Things. We have watched The Witcher. Tabitha has watched Bridgerton. So, like, they're getting all the different demographics and the different groups in all of these properties. So it's not just, you know, focusing on one niche so um of the stuff that was mentioned what are you guys most excited for uh embarrassingly i'm gonna say Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> that tv show was something that i was like i'm going to hate this and everyone told me I was going to love it and I thought they were all liars and then I watched the entire season in like a day and a half yeah I couldn't stop watching it the soundtrack is incredible the acting occasionally left something to be desired but like I'm on the second book of that series now because I'm obsessed with it and now I need season two yeah Matt what about you um I'm going to say at this point, it's it's kind of a tie for a few things. Um, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to more Stranger Things. Um, the first season of Witcher was so good that I can't wait to see what they do with season two. Um, I am probably going to finally make time to watch Cowboy Bebop so that I can watch the live action version of that. Um, in part because my favorite living author, V.E. Schwab, absolutely adores that series and is so excited about it. It just like for her sake, I kind of feel like I have to watch both. So probably I would say those three. I'm still a little skeptical about the whole Sandman thing just because that. I don't know. I haven't read it, but it's such a cult classic comic that that's going to have to be done so very well to be I don't know to to just do justice to the original mm, yeah um, yeah for me obviously Stranger Things um, I need it yesterday um, but also like yeah I'm, I'm pretty pumped about Cowboy Bebop I know nothing about you know the series or the characters or anything but like the stuff that we've seen, the images that have been released, all this and that's like, this looks kind of cool. This yeah. this looks this looks really cool. So, yeah, I, I should try to uh, do my due diligence and do my research before that gets released. So, <laughs> ah. All right, so let's. 
Can you title this whole thing the one where Mitch makes awkward noises? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's every episode, though. Okay, the one where Mitch makes pained noises. <laughs> I'll try. That one wasn't. That one wasn't painful. That one was. Oh, my! Uh, my rapper or whatever got caught on the desk. It sounded like pain. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> so, um, real quick, I'm going to jump into the pool list. Um, I had the most free time this week, so um, I know that Matt and Tabitha didn't get around to reading. Uh, our, uh, our picks for this week. So real quick, uh, we're going to start with Machine Gun Kelly's Hotel Diablo, which it's out now from Z2 Comics, written by Elliot Rahal, Ryan Cady, and Machine Gun Kelly with various artists. Um, so this is an anthology book. It tells a lot of different, uh, I think it tells like four or five different stories about these guests who come to Hotel Diablo. Um, which is not your ordinary hotel, um, and neither are its employees. Um, I wasn't for sure how I'd feel about this uh, this book because I'm not really a Machine Gun Kelly fan. I've tried to listen to a couple of his songs. I'm just not feeling it. But that said, um, I dug this book. Um, some of the stories are heartbreaking, and there's one that features an office receptionist uh, that's just who is there for like a... Uh, relaxing weekend and that that story is just downright sinister i loved it um there is also another story about um this man named noah who is there to deal with um how another man's he's dealing with another man's death that he inadvertently caused um that story was really cool in that how like it there, it would make you laugh in one panel and then three panels later made you feel feelings. And it was, um, it was just, it was really good. It was really um, surprising that, you know, that again, for somebody who's not a machine gun Kelly fan um, to have really enjoyed this story or this anthology. Um, also out now from Balt comics is Human Remains, number one. It's written by Peter Milligan with art by Sally Cantorino. Um, so Dax and Bisa are in love and getting married. Uh, too bad Earth has been invaded by monsters. That will destroy anything that shows emotion. Um, this is a really interesting concept. And even though I never saw the movie, and if you guys go back and read this book and tell me I'm wrong, that's fine. Um, but I was kind of getting like quiet place vibes from this. Um, but uh, with uh, a as I kind of expected with a name like human remains, um, this is allegory at times. Um, basically anybody that shows any kind of emotion, good, bad, you know, rage, whatever. Um, anybody like over the age of five. So like these things just like destroy them. There's a lot of blood. It's, Ooh. it's, yeah, it's, it's real fun. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, so like, this is a story about, you know, what happens when we can't be what makes us human. And I'm really hoping that that's going to lend itself to some really intense issues. Uh, I won't say this is a complaint because I mean, this is only the first issue. But one thing that I did find um, 
not necessarily confusing, but a little confusing. With this, um, this first issue doesn't really give us a clear, a really clear cut as to who this story centers around. Um, the first, you know, the first issues cover features Dax and Bisa, and that's where the first issue ends. So I'm assuming that it's them. But I mean, there are other scenes where it's like, okay, they could easily be this person or this person. But, uh, but still, it's really fun. It's 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 interesting. That sounds really good. I'm kind of having us reading that right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know what you can do. You know, as of Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot. I got a lot to do, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's get into some gut reaction. Oof, gut reaction. And speaking of Vault, Matt, I want to start with you because we've got some news about Autumnal and uh, Amazon. Yeah, so Autumnal has finished its run and has come out in trade paperback. Um, but essentially... It's so terrifying that Amazon is refusing to market it. Um, Daniel Krauss, who is the writer, and Vault publisher Damian Wassel confirmed that Amazon is not letting them promote the book despite being listed on the site. Um, doing so, as they say in the article, effectively kills any chance of selling on Amazon at all. Um, it just, it was an eight issue miniseries that, uh, was written by Daniel Krauss and without any kind of promotion, especially on Amazon, like they're trying to encourage readers to buy the book elsewhere, but Amazon is just so big. Yeah. It's putting a damper on their ability to to, to sell copies. Um, Wassel's words did not use profanity, and were not quite as strong as Krause's, um, but were along the same thread of um, just being discouraged. Um, if you search for it on Amazon, you will see the book listed in the search results, but not even the cover is shown. Um, and you have to click on the listing to actually see the cover. Mm. So, like, you know, as typical, really not a whole lot of information from Amazon as regards to it. Um, but even Wassel has said that they've censored it twice in one week. Um, so, yeah. I mean, the, the cover is not pretty, but I mean, from what we read of those first couple issues, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it fits the vibe. So, but um, I don't know. It Wassel's biggest point was that Amazon has, as he calls it, nebulous standards as far as what uh, what they will promote and what they won't. So um, I don't know. It like those first couple issues. Um, I want to go back and finish reading it. I'd like to grab the trade paperback so I could read it all at once. I also would recommend that anybody listening does the same, especially if you like horror books, but maybe go to your local comic book shop and see if they can order it because Amazon is not wanting to sell it. Um, I'm going to go thumbs down for Amazon because, I, you know, just, just stop being so ridiculous. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, definite thumbs up, thumbs down to Amazon on this one. Um, I mean, this is coming from somebody who um, shops at Amazon too much as it is, um, especially when I let Drunk Mitch get on Amazon. But <laughs> even coming from that, um, you know, like you should buy this from a smaller retailer anyway. Um, but still, like, I've seen way worse things on Amazon than that. Um, and that just, it's, it's very confusing and perplexing. So yeah, F off Amazon. Tabitha. Yeah, it's like the cover for that Ice Planet Barbarians book <laughs> can be front and center. I don't understand why this can't. Like, I get that there's like some graphic, like, art. And, but I just, there are worse things on Amazon. Like, by far, there are some worse things. I've gotten some ads for some worse things on Amazon that I'm one like trying to figure out where they came from. So thumbs down. <laughs> so Alan Taylor, uh, director of Thor: The Dark World, uh, wants to have a director's cut of the 2013 movie. Uh, so speaking with Inverse, he applauded Zack Snyder for the Justice League, uh, his version of the Justice League, and said um, the movie that Thor um, changed so much in editing from what he filmed. So he would like to be able to go back and tell the story that he wanted to tell. Um, now that's all well and good. Um, IGN, however, used the headline, uh, Thor 2's director would like to do a Snyder cut, yada, yada, yada. Uh, IGN is not the first person or company or whatever to start using Snyder cut for anything. And I'm over the use of the term Snyder cut. It's, it's a director's cut. It is what it is. Um, so thumbs up to Alan Taylor. I mean, I, as I've said in the past, like, I'm not a big fan of director's cuts. I mean, they just, because they're not the official story, it's just kind of like, man, whatever to me. Uh, but if that's what you want to do, and if you can do it, cool. Uh, thumbs down to the term Snyder cut, though. That needs to be cut. Tabitha. Yeah, I agree with you. Like they're like it's called a director's cut for a reason. I feel like putting Schneider cut in front of it just makes me feel like there's gonna be four hours of slow motion. Um, Damn it! It'd be so much <laughs> Thor hair in slow mo. Um, maybe I do want that. No, I don't. Do I? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just I'm over these director's cuts of things. Like there's a reason that it was left out of the film. Like I don't care how cool you think you are or how well you think you did it was cut for a reason just let go and let god here like i don't understand i don't know i hate watching things like this because it doesn't feel like canon to me it just feels like extra scenes and i'm like oh i don't like it um thumbs thumbs down also i don't have any desire to ever watch the full movies again director's cut or not <laughs> long flowing hair or not I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's a toughie. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go thumbs down. Thumbs down, right? Yeah, I think. I don't know. You got Matt. me with the funny hair. <laughs> She's not uh, well, <laughs> Um, huge thumbs down to the. Uh, what, what's the word appropriation of the term Snyder cut for director's cut? Like it's a director's cut. Just call it a director's cut. I'd like to have this said, you use Snyder cut. And I think we're getting a four hour film. That's 10% slow motion, which is way too much slow motion. So um, 
but I mean, I don't know. In certain situations, I do like director's cuts as long as it's not excessive, like the all the different versions of Blade Runner. Like, you want to give me one theatrical and one director's cut? Okay, cool. I'm not guaranteed that I'm ever going to watch both, but, you know, I don't know. Thumbs up if he can and wants to do it, but thumbs down to the Snyder cut whole thing. Uh, Tabitha, let's talk about Ray Bear. So I actually just saw this a couple of days ago and I have had this book on my list for a really long time, but we were talking about Netflix earlier and Gina Atwater, who worked on um, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, uh, Westworld, blah, blah, has uh, created a deal with Netflix to do a TV adaptation of a West African-inspired fantasy novel, Ray Bear, that's written by Jordan Ifuego. So Ray Bear has been on my list for a while. It's part of either a series or a duology. The second book is out, but I don't know if we're getting any more than that. Um, I'm just going to read you the synopsis of the book because, again, I have not read it. Nothing is more important than loyalty, but what if you've sworn to protect the one you were born to destroy? Tassari has always longed for the warmth of the family. She was raised in isolation by a mysterious, often absent mother known only as the Lady. The Lady sends her to a capital of the global empire to compete with other children to be chosen as one of the Crown Prince's Council of Eleven. If picked, she'll be joined with the other council members through the Ray, a bond deeper than blood. That closeness is irresistible to Tassari, who has always wanted to belong. But the lady has other ideas, including a magical wish that Tassari is compelled to obey. Kill the crown prince once she gains his trust. Tassari won't stand by and become someone's pawn, but is she strong enough to choose a different path for herself? This book has been, like, just blowing up on the social media and, like, everybody that I follow has been really, you know, loving it. Like, like I said, the second book is getting ready to come out. Um, these novel adaptations that Netflix is doing have been very, especially like in the YA genre, have been very focused on like YA rom-coms and YA fiction. This is something new for them. And again, like we said, I haven't seen anything on Netflix that I've been like, oh, I'm going to watch that. And it's been crap. So I have high hopes for this, especially with, um, Gina Atwater directing like it feels like this is just this is the right place for this book to become an like a television adaptation um I'm giving this a thumbs up like normally I'm kind of skeptical but since I haven't read the book I don't have any like attachment to anything after I read the book I'll let you know but for right now I have a thumbs up Matt. um I'm also gonna go thumbs up because I feel like this is one of those things that 15 years ago would have been a sci-fi original movie. Um, and not that sci-fi didn't have some quality content, but they also had some B-movie content. Um, and Netflix, when they dip their toes in the water for sci-fi, they do it right. Like they just, it doesn't matter whether it's animated, whether it's kids, whether it's adults, like, it, again, it's one of those things like sci-fi or uh, anim Ugh, Oh my god. <laughs> Netflix just seems to do it right. So I'm going to go essentially thumbs up 
with their track record. Yeah, no, you guys have hit the nail on the head. Um, I think it's in the right home with Netflix. Uh, I want to give it a thumbs up, but I am going to go thumbs sideways only because Tabitha said that she will update us once she reads the book. So I don't want to give it a thumbs up and then Tabitha be like, oh, wait, no, I was wrong. So <laughs> sideways until I learn more. It is very rare that I will utter the words, oh, wait, no, I was wrong. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Even if you were, you won't utter that phrase. Nope. Correct. <laughs> I will eloquently make my way around an argument as to why I was not all the way wrong. But I will never say I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, you've got something that uh, broke right before we recorded last week and i had thought about bringing it up but we just we never did we had too much stuff to talk about so let's talk about the super mario cast so yeah this broke right before we recorded last week and so we are getting a an animated super mario brothers movie um it's coming from illumination which is the studio that has done all of the uh Minions and uh, Despicable Me movies. Um, but it's coming out December 21st, 2022. And we have some casting news. Um, actually, the casting news is huge. Like, it's just absolutely an incredible cast. Uh, so Chris Pratt has signed on to play Mario. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe, is going to be doing Princess Peach. Uh, we have Charlie Day. Jack Black is voicing Bowser. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco, and Charles Man Martinet um, have all signed on as cast. Um Yes, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is Peach, Bowser, uh, Keegan-Michael Key is going to be Toad, Seth Rogen is doing Donkey Kong, um, so it, like, the, the cast list is, is, is incredible for this, so, um, I don't know, I, as much of a train wreck as the live action was that came out when we were a kid, I'm still kind of excited for this, so, uh, I'm going to go thumb sideways because I, it, it's just, it's, it's still Mario and it's still part of childhood. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Uh, I believe Charlie day is Luigi, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Um, that right there yeah. is that right there is enough to get me in the theater to watch that. Um, I, yeah, I'm going, I'm going thumbs up. My, my only concern is with Chris Pratt and, but I don't think we're on the same page there, Tabitha. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of hate about the Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt casting. Try saying that three times fast. Um, <laughs> but you know what, that it, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, like people have been, um, uh, basically trying to cancel him because of outside things outside of his acting uh, just based off of just who he is as an actor 
I'm I'm okay with him. I'm not trying to cancel him by any means. I just don't know that he's a good fit for Mario. Um, I could be wrong. We'll have to see. But I just, I don't know. I just, if I were to cast it, I wouldn't have cast him as Mario. But at the same time, I don't know who I would have cast as Mario. So I'm who am I? Tabitha. So my Chris Pratt thing has nothing to do with the fact that the internet is trying to cancel him either. But I feel like Mario in my head is a slightly middle-aged Italian man. And it is <laughs> not Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is not a slightly middle-aged Italian man. <laughs> so, like... I need a time machine to go get young Robert De Niro. And that's the only acceptable casting for Mario. So I'm going thumb sideways because the rest of this cast is amazing. And then they gave me Chris Pratt, the whitest of the whitest white man. And I'm just, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to my head. I'm just trying to picture Robert De Niro saying, it's a me. Right. And I just. <laughs> it sounds great. Or like Christopher Walken. <laughs> like, so many better options than Chris Pratt. Like, I don't need I, wow. white boy Pratt star to be Mario. There are just there are just other options. And while I also don't know exactly who I would need, I need it to not be Chris Pratt. I do know that. Everybody else sounds great. I, I just want you to know that I just pictured Christopher Walken coming out in the Weapon of Choice video, but in a Mario outfit. <laughs> I mean, even give me one of the Jersey Shore guys, guys. I mean, come on. It's like, can I, get a, can I get a guy with some Italian heritage in there? Like, I don't <laughs> I ask for so little, and then I get Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> so, a poster for Disney Plus's upcoming Book of Boba Fett was released, uh, confirming a December 29th premiere date for the series. Um, thumbs up. I'm ready for it. I only wish that it was premiering on September 29th, not December 29th. Tabitha. Yeah, agreed. I'm ready. Give it to me now, not later. Thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, this is one of those things that, I don't know, Star Wars fans have always clamored for is is the story of what else has happened with Boba Fett. I let's just say that if this had happened five years ago, this would have gotten a thumbs down. Um, but this is going to get a thumbs up. Um, we always wanted the story of Han Solo. We got the story of Han Solo, and it was not what any of us expected. It was not what we really wanted. But Disney Plus has shown that they can do Star Wars right. So we're going to go thumbs up. Um, Matt, what's up with those vans? Uh, they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're not down by the river. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, they are shoes that are, I guess, haunting. Is that the right word? I don't know. Um, They're inspired by some classic horror movies. The Shining, It, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. Um, They are the skate-high style from Vans. Um, And in general, they just... I mean, they look awesome. Like They have taken some of the best looks from 
some of these classic horror movies and turn them into shoes. Um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, trademark red and green sweater look. Um, Friday the 13th, or slip-on shoes um, that have you know, Jason's iconic hockey mask on them. Um, even the even the um, the shining ones have the word red rum written on them. Um, kind of hokey, maybe, but I still think these are super cool. And why well, wouldn't necessarily buy them and wear them? I just think it's fun, so I'm going to go thumbs up. Yeah, um, yeah, these are all really cool, uh, especially the Freddy Krueger one. Like again, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally ever buy these, um, but I'm here for them. Thumbs up, Tabitha. Yeah, these all look really cool, and I would probably buy those shining ones just so I could walk around and murder on my feet. <laughs> Thumbs up. All right, so I have, uh, we have a new news desk. I can't promise how often we're going to have this news desk, but today I have three, count them three, William Shatner stories. <laughs> so welcome to the William Shatner news desk. Okay, so here's I the mean, thing, though. If you're gonna if you're gonna say it like that, you got a Shatner comma. Okay. All right. Welcome to the William Shatner news desk. Better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I will not do the entire news desk as William Shatner, though, because that would be awful, awful. That awful, will take though. so long. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin uh, announced two passengers for its 10-minute suborbital trip on October 12th. Neither were William Shatner, though the 90-year-old is rumored to take part. If he does, he would be the oldest man in space. Um, thumbs down, William Shatner, you're 90. You don't need to go in, state, in space. And also, Jeff Bezos, you have too much money. Give me some of it. Tabitha. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is how William Shatner dies which seems kind of fitting, but also sad. We've had a rough couple of years. I don't really need that. So no. And I also don't want to picture William Shatner hanging out with Jeff Bezos because that makes me uncomfy. So thumbs down. Matt. Thumbs down for the fact that William Shatner is 90 years old. What? Really? <laughs> oh. uh, just thumbs down for this idea. That's it. Uh, they don't need them hanging out together for any reason. <laughs> uh, William Shatner has released a new spoken word album called Bill. Uh, features the likes of Joe Walsh, Joe Jonas, uh, Brad Paisley, and Robert Randolph. Uh, I'm giving this a thumbs sideways. This album is already released. Uh, I listened to a couple of tracks on Spotify. Um, it's not something that I would particularly ever go back to but uh it wasn't bad it was it was it was it was something it was there yeah tabitha sorry i'm gonna have to add the william shatner joe jonas song to my playlist <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing i wanted and he said it and now i want it and i need it so thumbs up thumbs up, thumbs up. matt i don't know how i about this <laughs> thumbs down <laughs> uh 
finally, William Shatner is teaming with Pure Imagination Studios to develop an adult animated series based on his Tech War novel series. Uh, giving this a thumbs up. Um, I am familiar with Tech War, but not enough to tell you anything about it. I just know that it exists. Uh, but at the same time, I'm intrigued. Tabitha. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, thumbs sideways? Matt. Yeah, I think I'm going to go thumb sideways because I don't know. I, I feel like I knew that he had like written or co-written a book series. Same. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I guess because I don't know much about it, I don't know whether it would uh, translate well to film. So thumb sideways, yeah. Um, Matt, let's talk about um, a new Wendy's phone. Uh, yeah, well, you know, at least if you're in Canada, that's the downside. Um, Wendy's is releasing a cell phone, but right now you can only get it if you're a resident of Canada. Um, it's unique to their country and market. Um, but basically you log into the Wendy's app on your current non-Wendy's phone, um, heart your favorite Wendy's order and take a screenshot, post a screenshot on Twitter, um, add the hashtag contest and that's it. And they're going to select a winner every day. Um, anybody that follows the Wendy's Canada Twitter. So um, like I said, it, it, it's a fairly simple process in order to try and win one. But again, it only works if you're Canadian. Um, but uh, you can still watch all of that craziness online. Um there's, there's real no information as far as the phone itself goes. Um, it's pretty basic. It's got, you know, integrated GPS, um, battery life, they say, to watch Wendy's ads and order Wendy's and watch videos while eating Wendy's. No subscription required. Just add your SIM card with your active wireless plan and you're good. So, I mean, uh, this might be Wendy's going a step too far. So I'm going to go... Thumbs down. Yeah, the fact that this is only available in Canada has left me pretty frosty. Thumbs down. Tabitha. What the <laughs> Um, I just, this feels like the, the worst kind of marketing. Like, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to appeal to a younger audience. <laughs> um, because when's the last time you went to Wendy's and actually went inside of Wendy's and you were the youngest person sitting in there? That's what I want to know. Um, but right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, just another reason to you know be sad that we're not Canadian. So thumbs sideways. <laughs> uh, DC has announced the next young adult graphic novels written by Cami Garcia, uh, author of. Uh, Teen Titans books based around Raven and Beast Boy. Uh, the new books are Teen Titans Robin featuring Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne and Constant Constantine uh, Distorted Illusions. No release date yet. Um, thumbs up. Um, if you've ever listened to the show before, you know that anything featuring Dick Grayson as Robin or Nightwing or even just himself um, already is getting my money. So yes, give me. Tabitha. Uh, Kimmy Garcia is one of those authors that I've read their actual books, but never any of the comics. Um, 
but if the books are any indication of the author's talent, then thumbs up. Matt. Yeah, I think Mitch, it was you and I that sat in on that panel at CCB2 maybe last year that Cami Garcia was part of. Maybe. Um, and she talked about, because at that point, I think Beast Boy was out and Raven was coming out. I think that's the way it was, because I think Raven was the second one that she's done. Um, but it was her and the artist that she worked with um, on that panel. And after listening to that, I still haven't read these, but I, if they want her to tackle all of the Teen Titans, um, I'm all for it. I think this is great. Thumbs up. Uh, coming soon to a toy store near you, a George Lucas as a Stormtrooper action figure. Uh, Hasbro aims to release the figure in 2022 as part of Lucasfilm's 50th anniversary. Um, if you guys haven't seen this, this is really cool. Uh, it's George Lucas's head on a stormtrooper. You also get a stormtrooper helmet. He's got a little blaster. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm weirdly excited for this. Thumbs up, Tabitha. Uh, yeah. Again, this feels like a marketing tool and a marketing gimmick, but it's one I can get behind. Thumbs up, <laughs> Matt. Yeah, this is one of those things you don't need, but I hope I don't miss it. Thumbs up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm very sleepy, and it took me a minute to process that. So sorry. <laughs> Almost missed it. No, I got it. Yeah. I just, I'm operating like half a second behind the rest of the world right now. <laughs> She's on a little bit of a lag. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm buffering. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, so we have time for one last story. Um, Matt, let's talk about a new restaurant in Detroit. Uh, we can talk about the restaurant in Detroit, but I want to interrupt with one other story um, real quick that was breaking right before we started recording, and I didn't get you to tell you. Okay. Um, but Disney and Scarlett Johansson have settled the Black Widow lawsuit. Okay. Um. No details were really announced um, about the, I'm assuming, the monetary compensation that will happen, um, but they have officially settled out of court, and both Disney and Scarlett Johansson have made statements um, basically saying that they are pleased that they've been able to come to a mutual agreement regarding Black Widow. They appreciate her contributions to the MCU and look forward to working together on a number of up upcoming projects. So I think it's pretty much what we all expected that they would settle out of court um, mm -hmm. for this. But uh, yeah, that kind of just broke uh, this afternoon that uh, they've actually come to an agreement. So. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm happy for ScarJo. Same. All right. Well, now that I interrupted your segue, which was a pretty decent one for what it's worth. <laughs> Well, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Well, just don't get it on your sweater. All right. Um, <laughs> only if your knees are weak. Arms heavy. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Eminem is opening a mom's spaghetti <laughs> in Detroit. Technically, according to this article, as of yesterday. <laughs> uh, he's been advertising lately with a local television spot 
Uh, I did not watch the little television spot, but apparently it's pretty fantastic. Um, it basically shows him double fisting to go containers adorn, um, adorned with the word mom. So uh, it's, uh, it's the first brick and mortar mom spaghetti, but uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's not been a new idea. It's something that he's been working on for quite a while. So uh, I don't know. The, there's not a whole lot of more information other than the fact that like this kind of yeah popped up out of nowhere and I guess if you live around Detroit you can go get some of mom's spaghetti. Okay, so my only thing is like Eminem's mom is like notoriously known as like a drug abuser who had Munchausen syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, do we really want to be eating mom's spaghetti? Well, it's not. It's I not, know, but like in my head, it's like, why are you like, like you were talking about it in like a, like you, he has always talked negative about his mother because she's a terrible human being. I get it. Same Eminem. But like, I'm not going to be like, my mom is trash. You should have her cookies. I'm going to develop a restaurant called Mom's Cookies. Like, that's just what that feels like to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> If yeah. I lived in Detroit, I would still go because I have a weird soft spot in my heart for Eminem. So, is that, is that soft spot a meatball? No. Okay. It's just my. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do they have other things on the menu? I mean, you've got mom's spaghetti. Do you also have like dad's rigatoni? Like, um, it, you know, it, there's a phone number listed on the article, three one three eight 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 three eight eight, so you can get more details. Um, but you know, the rest, the, the menu is spaghetti, meatballs, spaghetti with meatballs or no meatballs, and apparently a sketty sandwich. Mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to see if I can Google and find out if they have a list on, uh, they don't have a menu. They don't have a menu. They don't have a menu, which makes me sad. I'm also sad. I'm also sad because there's no Mackay Pfeiffer. (laughs) <laughs> that's what always bugged me about that video like when he says that there's no Mackay Pfeiffer on the video Mackay Pfeiffer is on the screen so it's like clearly there is Eminem you right, are there lying is indeed Mackay Pfeiffer yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mom's spaghetti mom's spaghetti with meatballs and a spaghetti sandwich with water and pop these are good deals though Mom's spaghetti is nine bucks. Mom's spaghetti with meatballs is twelve, and a spaghetti sandwich is eleven. That's a fairly decent price. Um, there's a place upstairs called the Trailer, which is going to be sh- selling merch from Mom's spaghetti and the M M&M and M retail collection. So what you're saying is road trip? Yeah, I would go to this absolutely. <laughs> They're open late. They're open till midnight. Can we get to Detroit by midnight? No, probably not. No. no. but what was cool about this too because uh i don't know if it was the article that you shared with us matt or if it was something else that i saw about this but like for the first wave of customers yesterday eminem was serving them because it's just like it's not a full like sit down restaurant it's just like a walk up you know whatever um but yeah like that was that was really cool way to go marshall we have talked about my least favorite rapper and my most favorite rapper in one episode. And I feel like that's some kind of like, I don't know, like Mecca moment for me. <laughs> I didn't, I know you don't like him, but I didn't know that Chris Pratt was your least favorite rapper. 
No, it, my least favorite rapper is if Chris Pratt tries to rap, then I'm going to have to alter my list. However, it is what do you call him? Squirt gun, squirt gun smelly. Squirt gun smelly. I, I, Machine Gun Kelly gave me my first and worst case of very public secondhand embarrassment of my life. So now every time someone says that name, my whole body cringes. Like you head to toe cringe. You've you've told the story. You may have told the story on the show, but um, please, please tell us tell us again. Tell it again, Papa. <laughs> All I was doing was trying to go to a Fall Out Boy concert. And for some reason, someone in the atmosphere decided that Machine Gun Kelly should open for Fall Out Boy. And I didn't know what a Machine Gun Kelly was. Um, Neither does he. Correct, yeah. So sitting there waiting for my precious love Fall Out Boy to begin playing their concert at Wrigley Field, I start, I've been ignoring the music for the most part because it is trash and I can't hear it super well because it's like they're playing it low so people can take their seats. And they like start like turning it up a little bit and I'm like, this is awful, what is this? And so I look up on the little sign and it's like with opening act, Machine Gun Kelly. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but whatever. <laughs> um, and Machine Gun Kelly proceeds to try to cover a Jimmy World song. And the elder emos in the crowd literally begin booing him and then proceeds to start talking about like at the time the beef with him and Eminem was like really, really fresh and new and everybody knew about it. And they were like rat battling it out like online or whatever. And he starts proceeding to talk smack about Eminem. And while Chicago and Detroit are very different cities, they are very closely connected. And like a thing you cannot do that close to Detroit is like talk smack about Eminem because like people were literally throwing things and Machine Gun Kelly and I like it is Wrigley Field it is packed people are there waiting on Fall Out Boy who are from Chicago and he is just getting like people are like the people that were sitting in front of us are going who in the hell is this guy and I'm having to google like is this actually Machine Gun Kelly like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Elvis impersonator kind of thing. Like it was just, it was really bad. It was so, it was so uncomfortable. It was so many people, but like it was really, it was nice to have like the same mindset as everyone around me. But it was, it was really embarrassing. So now every time somebody brings up Machine Gun Kelly, like my whole body just like gets like the heaves and like my skin crawls, and I'm like, oh, that one time, that one place where I felt real uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time I see a picture of Machine Gun Kelly like I just want to like get a tetanus shot because I feel like I've gotten ill from looking at the photo I don't know I can't and now he's causing beef with other people it's like he's not doing it's like he's super lame and he's just like I'm so cool I'm gonna fight with these people and then they are all just like we're not fighting with you because you're lame and then he gets mad and then he pouts and it's like the fact that Travis Barker is like his best friend in the entire world breaks my heart into ten thousand tiny pieces. I love Travis Barker. Same, and it just it just hurts me inside. Yeah. <sighs> Travis Barker, if my teen years would not be friends with Machine Gun Kelly, I just it hurts me in a very personal way. But 
These are my feelings. <laughs> this is my trauma. <laughs> and I feel like we've all grown a little bit closer knowing your trauma. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about Machine Gun Kelly all night. How terrible he is. <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let you go to your thoughts because that is going to be all the time that we have for this episode of the Geek Awakens. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, but in the meantime, follow us on social media. Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, from all of us at the Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye. bye.